A very warm welcome to all my listeners who have tuned in to listen to another episode of Insider's Talk with New Entrepreneurial Journey. So let's dive in. So I have with me Ms. Tarusha Mittal. She's the CEO and co-founder of Oro Pocket, Open DeFi and Unifarm. Uh, welcome Tarusha to Insider's Talk. It's a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you so much for having me here, Veronica. It's, it's an absolute pleasure and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Great. So before we talk about your ventures and deep dive into it, so if you can share with our listeners who Tarusha Mittal is, that would be great. Sure. So, uh, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for nearly uh, a decade now uh, and a deep tech one at that. But the funny thing is that I saw, you know, I, I was a student of humanities. Uh, so uh, I myself taught techie. And uh, I started this journey with uh, my co-founder, who I was actually together. We were together in school. Like, we've known each other since we were seven years old. Uh, so it's a long friendship. And then, you know, it kind of, uh, when, when he wanted to start off a venture, he wanted me as a co-founder. And I jumped right in uh, without really thinking about how, you know, uh, I don't really have a tech background. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's been a fun journey. Uh, so we got started as like a journey with a data center in cloud. Uh, it, it, you know, kind of meandered towards blockchain. And uh, now uh, we, we are, you know, I'm presently working in blockchain, crypto and fintech with the products that kind of fall under the company, uh, our company's umbrella. That's great. Uh, there's one more thing that uh, it's just kind of a fun fact that we both come from the same uh, school, probably different uh, location. That is APJ. You you studied in APJ, I guess. Yes, yes. No, that is where uh, I met uh, Mohit, who's my co-founder. So you know, when uh-huh. I was in uh, my, I, I haven't done uh, like the majority of my schooling from APJ, but I have mm-hmm. studied for quite a few years uh, in APJ Sheikh Sarai. Uh, the majority of my schooling is from the Martin Mm-hmm. That's great. So, um, like you said, it's been over a decade, right, for uh, yeah. you to get into entrepreneurship. And that happened uh, with a friend of yours who's been mm. like a long-term relationship. And now it's transformed into something professional as well. So, mm. was that the only driving force for you to get into, uh, to do something of your own? Or there was some other kind of trigger as well? that pushed you to becoming an entrepreneur? This is something that I've had in uh, you know, my head for a very long time, uh, that I wanted to basically do business of some kind. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, not because, you know, I've seen um, the quite opposite in my family. Uh, so nobody has really, uh, they, nobody was doing actively, uh, at least involved in business. And uh, somehow I did not really like the idea of uh, a nine to five. Uh, and so that's why I decided to work 24 seven for myself <laughs> and <laughs> jumped right on the bandwagon. Uh, but, you know, jokes apart, I, I don't think there was any particular trigger, like right after school and, you know, while I was actually uh, pursuing my higher education, I had started mm-hmm. um, my own uh, local magazine uh, and I wanted to take that forward. And uh, that is the point. So that magazine was called Mishmash and it was like a local magazine, local lifestyle magazine in Dakno. And we just produced like the first uh, version, but we got like uh, advertisers for it. So we kind of broke even. And that mm-hmm. is at the same time when uh, Mohit uh, also approached me to sort of, uh, you know, be his co-founder for the tech venture that he was looking at. So uh, I, I just thought, you know, it's kind of all... Um, worked out on its own uh it right. was just one thing leading to another and uh, and and then you know uh, before i knew it i had uh, co-founded a company and i had like a venture which was completely different from uh, the subject matter that i was studying uh, mm-hmm. but because i was curious and i was open to learning uh, i believe that you know degrees can only take you so far it's ultimately your hands-on experience and what you are doing and how open you are to learning 
that kind of you know uh, paves your path so that is essentially what i've done and uh, yeah i don't think that there was any particular trigger i think it was just something that i always wanted to do and then you know somehow things just happened uh, in, mm-hmm. in a natural progression mm-hmm. that's really lovely so like like you said things happened and you started learning uh, as in uh, as the journey progressed right so is there uh, what kind of challenges did you face because i believe that it was like a tech startup kind of a thing and you yeah. don't have that much of a technology background and all these uh, ventures that we are going to speak about uh, coming up like you know they are all emerging technologies so yeah. uh, how did you prepare yourself to be a part of such kind of a venture you know i i didn't prepare myself that was funny <laughs> thing i think it might have been like the foolishness of youth but i was pretty like you know um, i was very confident that i'll, I'll just pick it up and I, and somehow uh, that that has been pretty much my approach for any kind of subject that i pick up or anything that i want to learn about i feel like i'll read about it and uh, you know i'll i'll learn i have been reading mm-hmm. since, uh, like i've been collecting books since i was like 3 years old so that was my birthday gift every time and i just wanted to buy more and more books so i have quite a collection and that's the only way i think that you know i have kind of taught myself many things like you know just to use a computer etc uh, when you know the first computer came mm-hmm. to the house and uh, so the, all of those things kind of had uh, created this uh, notion in my head that you know i can sort of uh, just pick up things by reading them and uh, yeah. that is essentially how i pursued this idea as well that i thought that you know i'm just going to pick up on it uh, there was uh, as, as i said i think it was just like uh, about being young and uh, a little confident that okay i will learn what i need to Uh, on the go and as long as i think mm-hmm. uh, it's not about age i think uh, so if you are open to learning then right. anybody can pick up you know any subject matter uh, you just need to be a little open to it you don't need to compartmentalize yourself and think okay these are the subject matters that you know you've been uh, you you've taken training in etc because if you're going to think like that you're going to box yourself uh, so the one way to set yourself free and to just grow would be to make sure that you know you are open to learning Mm-hmm. So, uh, like you said, you were open to learning, and also let's let's get on with your journey and um, let's walk through it. So, what was the first venture that uh, you started off with your uh, partner? Sure. Uh, so, I started off this journey with a, a data center company. So, we kind of built and bootstrapped the data center, and uh, within six months of operations, it had kind of broke even. Um, post that, uh, you know, because there are a lot of cloud platforms. Yeah, I'm sorry. There are a lot of cloud platforms already, right? Uh, so there is a Google Cloud, mm-hmm. there is AWS, etc. And they were giving out all of these credits, right? They still mm-hmm. do to uh, for uh, people to be able to host their company websites and their data, etc. So we couldn't really match that because we had not really raised any. money uh, so at that point we thought that okay we are not able to scale this business beyond a certain point so then we decided to um, start venturing towards blockchain because that was something we were exploring on a personal level already because just out mm-hmm. of curiosity just because we are kind of uh, you know a little nerdy that way so that is essentially when we co-founded uh, our first blockchain venture which was an ethereum exchange so it's one of the first ethereum exchanges of india called ethics uh but in 2017 um we had the rbi coming up with a very prohibitory sort of an order for companies that were engaged in crypto in india and again because we had again not raised money and uh, we were working on this uh from india and we were indian so we couldn't we had just two choices either shut it or move the operations abroad we couldn't really move the operations abroad because it was expensive and tedious uh more so like five years back than now so then you know we kind of shut it down 
and that is when i started working on the these umbrella uh, you know uh, product that i'm working on currently which is basically oro pocket open defense and some so obviously now after that we've raised uh, multiple rounds of funding and uh, now we have quite a bit of traction on all of these products uh, and and I'll, i'll talk more about the products uh, you know as as in in the coming few minutes yeah sure like uh, like let, let's discuss about the products that you have and that you uh, that you're giving out the services that you're giving out to um your clients or or the people who are uh, engaging or collaborating with you so that even our listeners can have a better picture of uh, what you have to offer sure so uh, as i mentioned that you know for the initial product it it is a cloud company and then i started working in crypto primarily uh so yeah i now talking about the products in themselves uh, so oro pocket is a fintech application basically we have digital assets on oro pocket like uh, gold and silver uh, so the you know the end user is able to invest in these digital assets uh, at these are basically fractionalized so you can start your investment with as little as 100 rupees and uh, then we offer financial services on top of these assets uh, like an asset backed card or maybe getting drawing a loan against your investments to make these investments highly liquid so we have recently launched an aip feature on oro pocket which is basically automatic investment which is like an sip for gold and silver so you know we to we believe that uh, the habit of investment and wealth creation should be started asap as soon as you start earning rather than waiting to you know have a certain quantum before mm-hmm. you can start investing so we we in, in lieu of that we kind of launched uh, the aip feature uh users on oro pocket who have like certain gold and silver they can uh, as as their investment they can even use this gold and silver as real money like basically to do day to day transactions so you can actually pay via upi uh using the oro pocket app mm-hmm. for your uh, you know day to day transactions that you are doing again the idea is to make sure that the users are investing in an asset or or putting their money where it's 100% insured uh so you know this is in the wake of the banks that have failed right the pnc bank and the yes bank was on the right. verge of failing so that kind of made us think about how um, completely fragile this ecosystem is and you know users uh, the end user the, they lose their entire life savings because uh, simply because the banks do not even have like uh, insurance they just partially insured so no matter what amount you are putting mm. in your bank if a bank is failing uh, then you know you're just going to get like 1 lakh or now it's i think it's been increased to 3 or 5 lakhs uh and you know your entire savings will be gone and that's the minimum amount you're going to get back in case a bank fails so we felt very strongly about it and that is why we wanted to create a platform which is a 100% insured because uh, you know uh, we have dealt with major reactions in terms of policy we wanted it to be completely compliant mm-hmm. and the idea was to let the users get started on their wealth creation and financial freedom journey and that can only happen one when you know somebody when when an individual is thinking about investments and not just thinking about leaving the money uh, that they are receiving you know either just spending it or just leaving it in the bank because in the bank you know your money loses value year after year right. just uh, right. you know because of inflation and uh, just the way the economy kind of functions so it's always a good idea to park your money in assets and that is why there is oro pocket Uh, so we will be adding more asset classes right now. There is gold and silver on the platform, and mm-hmm. we wanted to offer financial services on top of these assets, just to ensure that users feel like their you know investment by investing money, their money is is not stuck, right? That is also mm-hmm. like a, a thing that people have in their head, right? A notion that okay, 
I'm going to invest, and then my money would be stuck there. And what if I need uh, liquidity immediately for some reason, right. and I won't be able to get it, right? So we wanted to address all of these concerns, and that is why Oro Pocket is an end result here. Uh, while mm-hmm. we were working on Oro Pocket, um, then you know we kind of again realized that our love for blockchain runs deep. So we wanted to basically keep working in this space. Uh, mm-hmm. That is why we uh, thought about basically think of Open DeFi as exactly like Oro Pocket. With a mix of some of these real-world assets like gold and silver, some synthetic like derivatives, basically, mm-hmm. but it's completely on the uh, it's completely crypto-facing and DeFi-facing. So it's happening completely in a tokenized manner. Whatever transactions are happening, those are happening on blockchain, and mm-hmm. everything uh, is is crypto-facing. It's for a different TG altogether. Uh, okay. they, these are people, I mean, crypto investors and people who already know how crypto blockchain works. So that is the second product. uh then the third product is unifarm this is completely a defi through and through defi product it is a, a group farming and staking protocol uh so essentially think of how perhaps you can make how you make like an fd in bank right uh right. so you get you put in some money and you get some money as interest right mm-hmm. uh so with unifarm basically if you have some tokens you can stake them think of staking as locking or making an fd and then you get like more tokens but the tokens are not just in uh like you don't just get the one token that you are staking or locking you get like a diversified return so that is like a very good way of creating a passive income uh for the tokens that you are holding so if you are holding some crypto tokens then you know visit unifarm and if you don't intend to sell them then a very good way is rather than leaving them in your wallet stake them without any market exposure so your principal is always safe and you actually uh you know stand to earn a diversified yield or a return on these tokens uh which which can be then you know uh taken out so these are the three product lines that mm-hmm. we have currently so there's one question that uh, because all, all, all three products that you spoke about is all about investments right say like yeah. um, oro pocket is into gold and silver and uh, then you have sip right the new things that you have uh, added uh, in mm-hmm. oro pocket then open defi uh, defi is on um, a cryptocurrency which is purely yeah. uh, on crypto if you are aware of it then you can definitely access yeah. that and unifarm is uh, something you you call like you can park your tokens and turn it into something like an fd and get a different kind of uh, diversified More tokens diversified yeah. basically you know you, it's like think, think of it like an fd only but in fd right. you put in fiat you get fiat uh, right. you are putting in one kind of token and you are getting a return in that token and several mm. other tokens like that is the best way to think you know think about true, it true true yeah. so uh, are these all three of them are into investments uh, is is there a way that all three of them are interacting with each other or is it something that the user will have to create a separate uh, if i'm investing in oro pocket hmm. and there's a digital asset can i turn it into a cryptocurrency in open defi and then use some tokens from there into unifarm something like that where yes, i'm interacting yes. all three so of them so i i'm i'm really glad that you asked this <laughs> all the three products they are married to each other oh, uh, wow. so you know yeah <laughs> so on oro pocket basically you have this gold and silver but we are uh, recording these transactions on blockchain uh, just mm-hmm. for added security and transparency and that because we are doing that 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 is why there is tokenized gold and silver so there are gold tokens uh, and silver tokens uh, that are there that are present on open defi Uh, mm-hmm. so basically if you are putting in your money on oro pocket and if you want to like transact uh, and take it out into the secondary market that is the crypto market take out gold and silver and trade it against say like a bitcoin or ethereum you can do mm-hmm. that because there are gold and silver tokens so mm-hmm. you know the way i 
look at these three products and the way i kind of explain it to everybody is that these three products are it's it's like a step by step sort of a process on over market we are getting multiple kind of assets and mm-hmm. then you know we are giving people financial services on these assets an easy way to invest in them we are also mm-hmm. tokenizing them and then right. when we tokenize them over market gets over open defi begins because the tokenized assets are available on uh, you know open defi right. because that's completely crypto facing and then because you have all of these tokens so then we have unifarm where you can stake these tokens and get like a better return on these tokens rather than just you know uh, waiting for the price to increase or decrease for you to be able to make money the ultimate mm-hmm. idea of so, all three products is to create financial mm-hmm. freedom for the end yeah, user, that you know you should decide what you want to do with your money right and and what is amazing is that you know the products that you have created like you said yeah. it's the right word to say that they are married into each other so these are not something which are uh, like you know separate things that you have created so it's like a stepwise yeah. thing that you have done based on the idea that probably you had to get into the yeah. market so like now because i've invested all uh, there's always a tendency of looking into you know how the investment is working a kind kind of yeah. a report structure that we would need so hmm. do i need to access the report separately or that is also something where you know if i get into auto pocket i would know uh, what is happening in all three Uh, so uh, yeah, so no, so those apps are uh, for Unifarm. The app mm-hmm. is just on web right now because it's a okay. decentralized app. So oh. uh, because it's a DApp, it doesn't have uh, right now. It doesn't. It's not on mobile, but we are soon going to get it on mobile. On okay. OroPocket itself, you will be able to uh, you know invest in these assets. You'll be able to take them out if you want to to secondary wallets or to other crypto wallets if you do want to do that. The tokenized mm-hmm. version. Uh, mm-hmm. You can start your AIP. You can pay. using it but mm-hmm. for the crypto facing products uh, they are primarily available on uh, the web and mm-hmm. uh, this oro pocket is available both on mobile as well as web because mm-hmm. again uh, you know the tg is very different uh, the crypto trader uh, they are uh, they are comfortable with just having the interface on web because these are very dynamic applications but because with oro pocket considering we are targeting you know just users who are right. not even looking perhaps at crypto they would want like an application right they use like right. a paytm money to invest in mutual funds and even gold um for uh, you know on on paytm gold so then they would want like an application for easy use and if you want to like make uh, payments etc then you need an application a web app can't work for that so uh, right now uh, no uh, they they are married Uh, mm-hmm. but on uh, like the web interface you can interact with them and you can see how your uh, assets are sort of working but mm-hmm. on the mobile it will just be for oro pocket for the mm-hmm. other reports for you to be able to see okay how well is your uh, unifarm investment doing you'll have to go to the unifarm uh, web app and then see it you can mm-hmm. open the website on your mobile but there is no app standalone app no like app. a native app Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's great. So, uh, like, for, like for people who have just started investing, right, and uh, getting into digital investments, uh, like what right. Oro Pocket Open DeFi has to offer. So, how easy it is to uh, use your uh, uh, system and understand, you know, how how to get through the investments and how to access it all. Is it very user friendly kind of a thing for an uh, for a first time user who has absolutely no idea? because there are people i i am a self confessed there are people who are not uh, into investments uh, digitally right now so yeah. h- how easy it is for them to uh, get on to your system and uh, just find their uh, way through sure so you know for uh, on oro pocket it's it's very easy it's like a three step process mm-hmm. you basically go you sign up on the app it's like signing up for any you know uh, web application like facebook gmail etc that you know you make an account and then you know you can it's it's a very easy process of 
just making a payment using your card or UPI and buying the gold and silver. If you are, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just buying for the investment purposes. If you want to create like an uh, AIP, which is like an SIP for gold or silver, you can do that as well using your card or UPI. And uh, that that is for uh, again for uh, Oro Pocket. If you are uh, trying to uh, you know, get into Open DeFi or Unifarm, then obviously you will need to be a little, little crypto friendly, uh, because these are tokens mm-hmm. ultimately. So you would, you would need right. some external, you know, you would need to understand how, uh, how, how do you move those tokens, etc. So the basic crypto know-how is required for, uh, you know, Open DeFi as well as Unifarm. It's not overtly complicated. There mm-hmm. are again, it's a two-three step process, but then you need to be aware. Obviously, the okay. website will also kind of give you pointers and help you okay this is the next step that is the next step but again because you, this is like ultimately a financial uh you know uh, a decision that you are taking and mm. it's an investment so you need to understand a little bit of it at least that's my financial advice to everybody True. if you're going to get into any sort of a, um, a financial you know you're making any investment then at least mm. understand some of it right uh, you, you shouldn't just be even if you're doing it with like, you know, you, utilizing a broker or whatever, mm-hmm. even with mutual funds, like, you know, uh, even if you are sort of putting in your money in a mutual fund, you should know what the investment thesis is and, you know, what is the, like, why is, um, what kind of allocation would be done with your fund. That mm-hmm. is something you do need to understand. So the basics you should have, you should know. Uh, and uh, obviously we are always constantly trying to make the UI as easy and as seamless as possible. Mm-hmm. Because, <clears throat> I'm sorry, that is ultimately our goal and we keep iterating and we keep improving right. upon the UI. Yeah. So do, do, you, do you also have a system where you probably um, uh, something like a customer support or something like that where, where users can connect with you and ask for advices when it comes to investments? At, uh, so for investments, <laughs> uh, you know, they can reach out to me, but I usually uh, don't give out financial advice. Uh, like uh-huh. I, I do a lot of sessions, but uh, because mm. everybody has to gauge their risk appetite on their own, right? right? That is not something I can tell you. I don't believe that, you know, these rules, etc. they work for everybody because you're not taking into consideration a lot of variable factors that might be affecting an individual's life, mm. right? Mm. So mm. obviously, you know, generic advice I can give you, okay, okay, do your own research before investing into, you know, any kind of token or even any, any kind of an asset class uh, and have some, you know, uh, amount of money as, as, uh, as, as there in your emergency fund, etc. So those basic rules I can uh, give you regarding mm. support vis-a-vis the product themselves. Um, so with Oro Pocket, we have, uh, you know, we, we have like a chat, we have a ticketing system, you can email mm-hmm. us, you can reach out to uh, us on social media. We also have like a Telegram group. So there are multiple ways in which, and there are multiple touch points from which you can get in touch with our team in case, you know, you are running into any kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mm-hmm. same goes for Unifarm as well as Open DeFi that, you know, you, you can get in touch with the team in uh, Jiffy. We have uh, a remote team, uh, which is remote mm-hmm. first and they are uh, all over the world. So uh, someone or the right. other is always available at any given point of time for, to handle your queries. Mm-hmm. So, so like you said, right, the team is spread across uh, globally uh, who are right. uh, working with your uh, venture. So uh, what kind of a system you have in place to understand? Because I, uh, I understand you have a, have a system because like you said, you know, people can raise tickets and also obviously when you have something like that, it would be tracked uh, yeah. from back end as well. Like, you know, uh, yeah. you will have an SLA in which you will have to uh, close that ticket. But with that, as well as your general operations that happen, uh, to yeah. make sure that everything is running smoothly. So uh, how do you track those uh, different things within your system? So, uh, you know, we have like an own system that we have created for the tickets, etc. So it's pretty mm-hmm. much like creating a support ticket, uh, say on like, you know, we have a chat based system. So it has to be like a Swiggy based customer support. 
or like a taking based uh, you know mm. system where it's like uh, sending an email or a message basically on our own mm. dashboard so you log in mm. and you create a ticket you can also like schedule a call with any uh, like support team member at a time of your convenience and they'll call you back so you have that option as well from the uh, dashboard and mm-hmm. uh, regarding the remote team itself uh, so this this was kind of like uh, uh, an effect counter effect of uh, covid Uh, that you know we had to shut down our office and uh, everybody was working from home uh, and that is when we uh, because the co- the covid period kind of lasted really long it's still going on yeah. we, we had the opportunity of hiring from different geographies and we didn't see any reason not to like hire good talent uh, hmm. you know just because uh, they are in a different demo, you know geography and uh, it has worked out well so so far for us and, you know uh, just the the freedom to sort of hire talent from wherever it is available mm-hmm. uh, is 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 quite a, a boon i think yeah that is true so um, i truly believe this with this pandemic the fact that especially in the way uh, india always had a working culture of uh, being present in the office right so mm. it's becoming more and more uh, like they are becoming more and more uh, how to say comfortable with the fact that people are working from whichever place they want to but the fact that they are working and getting the job done is that sense coming into Uh, so any any kind of a challenge that you faced uh, during the pandemic especially because everything went online from mm. meetings to uh, you know to brainstorming uh, to managing a team to getting new updates because obviously it is an app it is a system you need to get it updated based on the new things coming into the uh, technology that you're using so any kind of uh, challenges that you faced during this time and what kind of um, uh, probably you you changed the way of working to adapt to this new way of uh, working in india yeah so you know this was uh, it was quite a challenge when it was thrown at us like we did not mm-hmm. really have any you know you have to create a process like if you're going to be working in a physical right. same space then you know people can reach out to you know different teams different members of the different teams and get the work done uh, so there was no process for us to be working remotely uh we had to sort of create it there were a few we had always uh, we, we had an opportunity to work with a few uh freelancers at some point but that is not the same as having like a full time team member sitting somewhere else right, right. so we had right, to sort of right. create the entire flow and the workflow the processes from the ground up obviously it means like using a lot more uh apps and you know tools to make sure that the communication is all aligned and you know doing a lot a uh, lot more calls perhaps which now mm-hmm. you know we need to sort of uh, you you keep again as i said you keep iterating you keep streamlining them so uh, but but at that point we have to sort of create the structure that okay there'll be like you know uh, daily stand ups and weekly stand ups and they have to happen like this at that time mm-hmm. uh, and all of that had to be created but uh, once we kind of obviously the first like first two months perhaps we kind of struggled but mm-hmm. once we got into the flow of things that okay this is like the process that we are going to be following it became really smooth and i think it gives like the you know team members also a lot of freedom to do what they want to do mm-hmm. uh, you know in their free time because otherwise a lot of time is wasted in commute right and right. Uh, if you can just sort of get the same amount of you know work done like your productivity is fine and you can if you even do it in like say four hours in a day then mm-hmm. that's that i am not really a stickler for time in and time out because that is like completely obsolete Uh, mm-hmm. as long as the work is getting done and you know you are comfortable and happy it gives you more room to grow also as a person true very true uh, but there is also you know uh, when I, when i talk to people or um, you know i i see like you know when when you're working in the office right you have people mm. around you so you just you know swing in your chair or just rotate your chair and just have a 
few quick chats and then get back to your work right so it keeps your mind fresh but now when you're working from home 24 by 7 over the period of time like initially mm. it was a honeymoon period because people really <laughs> loved it that mm. they were at home but i think over a period of time if you were with your family or if you're working alone but slowly you got tired of it because you're seeing the same faces and plus mm. you don't have that liberty to just you know okay uh, what's happening okay let's let's have a quick tea or you know if people are smoking so let's let's have a quick smoke and come back kind of a thing right it right it was taken for granted but i know that now people have got that sense that probably that was one of a stress buster kind of an activity <laughs> where you mm. would just go and talk something other than work and get your things out so a kind of an isolation did set in for few people or many people that i know of so how were you able uh, to keep that morale and that enthusiasm up because it's mm. really needed to have that productivity right you need to be in that happy zone you need to be like you know you need to have your mind alert and you need to have ways to just you know uh, vent out whatever uh, challenges or probably you're stuck somewhere so how were you able to manage that team so you know what we did was we uh, started we moved a lot of our team building exercises and you know the 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 uh, all of these uh, activities that we do the mental wellness exercises etc that we have Uh, we moved them uh, mm-hmm. online, and uh, we made sure that you know we made it a point that these happen like once a month at least, and uh, the entire team kind of gets together virtually to just like basically uh, do those activities and have a little fun to have a little chill time. And uh, mm-hmm. after March twenty nineteen, uh, actually just last weekend, uh, we had like one one of our, our first company meetups. Uh, so mm-hmm. people flew in, and you know, over the weekend we kind of spent it in a resort. So that was really nice, I think. Uh, you know, uh, to just sort yeah. of meet people physically as well. You know, obviously nothing kind of uh, kind of take away what uh, being or talking to another person face to face is, right? Uh, but uh, you know, with uh, I think everything comes with like its own pros and cons. Like working remotely means that okay, you have some more time because you're not wasting it in commute. But then mm-hmm. obviously it also means that you know you're socializing a little less. Uh, mm-hmm. so that that is again it's a double edged sword so there has to be a right like you know we have to strike a balance somewhere there and we intend to do that with holding these uh, team retreats uh, you know probably like at least once in a quarter and have these team uh, building exercises that are you know happening virtually and just staying more connected with the team members on a personal level so communication is like one of the things that i outline almost every week to our team that you know you must over communicate and you know mm-hmm. you need to uh, sort of Uh, understand that a person might be battling certain certain things that you know they might not be sharing, and it's very difficult to sort of emote those things just via text. So you know, mm-hmm. do the like you have to do uh, you go go like an extra mile to sort mm-hmm. of make everybody feel uh, like you know they're working in the team. Obviously, there there are challenges, but again, as I said, it's a double edged sword, and a balance needs right. to be uh, sort of struck there because I I do believe that remote is the way to go because that. just gives people a lot more freedom to do what they want to do with their time and uh, i i think that mm-hmm. that is it, it's like one of the good things out of that has that has come kind of come out of covid but obviously you know you need to sort of have like in person interactions as well so maybe you know we will make the uh, the team retreats a little more frequent uh, and people whoever can mm-hmm. join can join perhaps you know there's something like that but because but right now we just we started with the uh, the first one and that kind of went really well uh so yeah i i think mm-hmm. it's it's just about striking the right balance true very true so uh like you said right uh, pandemic has uh, made lot of changes in the way one works and all that 
so hmm. uh, i see many people have incorporated a lot of policies and all based on you know what what they are facing and uh, they have set up an environment where where it can be prolonged as well like you know if if it goes i hope it doesn't because yeah yeah <laughs> people might call me and say what the hell are you talking we want to get back to office because i i know many friends of mine who are very happy that mm. uh, they are getting back to office and and they would get a break basically you know from from the kind of life they've been continuously living for the past two years so have have you started like you said you already had a retreat right where where you right. got to meet people physically so uh, do you have any plans uh, coming up where uh, probably you would be starting your office uh, in some way or the other where people will come in and uh, no work? not really yeah no not really mm-hmm. we we don't intend to like uh, you know reopen the offices right as i said like i i am big a big fan of remote work i think as long as the work yeah. is getting done mm-hmm. i i don't really uh, think that you know there is any need to sort of Uh, mm-hmm. waste time on commute and especially i wouldn't want to let go of the you know the the this this particular uh, boon that i have that i can hire talent from anywhere because right. then you know uh, that that becomes like quite a uh, it it becomes uh, you know in its own way it is it's an obstacle so i wouldn't want that that's lovely actually many people people especially like me would be happy to hear that Who hate yeah, like you know, you travel with your time. Yeah, exactly. You do. You travel with your time. You learn something new. You imbibe new skills. Yeah. You spend more time with your family. You spend more time with yourself. You don't. The, no, nobody was like put on this planet to just like you know do a nine to five and uh, like pay bills and die, right? Like you know you need yeah. to uh, live out your own life and live it exactly the way you want to live it. So mm-hmm. I, I think remote gives you that opportunity. Yeah, definitely because th- that's one of the reasons. Um, I I mean I I took a break because of motherhood, but mm. that was one of the reasons for me not getting back because the reason was commute. To be frankly speaking, it was not that mm. I didn't have a support system. if you don't have a support system you have a daycare that you can send to that was never a problem but the problem was in bangalore the commute is really bad and i would be spending i don't know depending upon where i land up i would be spending mm. around an hour or two hours just commuting to and fro which i always thought would be a waste of time so yeah yeah no i totally get it it makes no sense that the traffic is such a hassle uh, like in all the metros in india Yeah. uh like nobody wants to like sit in see it's like a, it's good to romanticize ki okay you know you get like so much done on the commute but like how much can you only get done on the commute right you're driving or you're sitting in a cab so uh, and you're tired uh, so yeah definitely I, I, you know energy is something energy and time like people are not uh, really thinking in terms of how much energy or time they are wasting uh, mm-hmm. and uh, there is there is it, it's important to sort of think about that because those are your most important and the most precious resources that you have money can be earned but you know time lost or energy spent in something mm-hmm. that is like useless uh, it cannot really be taken back right so right yeah completely agree with you so uh, like you said right you had a boom in in a way of hiring uh, people when especially during the pandemic which you don't want to take away because you are able to work with no matter where he or she is in this particular mm. world but you are able uh, to work with them and it's obviously it is it is a different kind of an experience right to have yeah. uh, people from different cultures work remotely but working together to uh, achieve the vision and mission of of the company that they are working for so uh, during this pandemic uh, because everything uh, everything went digital and you are already digital so <laughs> there was nothing uh, that you know that you probably would have faced uh, a mm. kind of a challenge 
but but did you see a boom as well because people had time in hand to explore things so uh, did you see there was a boom in the kind of uh, users that you were having before pandemic and especially now yeah so we did we did see a surge in the number of people who were like sort of visiting and exploring the site who were doing these investments who were learning about crypto as well mm-hmm. so you know uh, the because more people were looking at financial security right. uh, and that is when you know the obviously especially the uh, younger uh, ones who are like you know who are just starting off they are looking more keenly at financial literacy financial freedom they're looking at mm. financial security and mm. they are thinking about how they can sort of make it for themselves like create like uh, create all of these things for themselves uh, mm-hmm. they want to like break away from the shackles of just you know living paycheck to paycheck and they would like mm-hmm. to sort of be on this journey where they are creating wealth not just for themselves but their for their families mm-hmm. uh, so yeah during during the covid too we did have a surge uh, in in terms of the people who were coming in in terms of the investments that we saw and obviously because it's all digital um, you know people who are say going on an akshay tritya and going and buying gold or silver from outside mm-hmm. it's more convenient to do it digitally uh, when you can just sort of buy it from the safety of your homes yeah i will i will agree to that because that's what we have been doing as a family <laughs> instead of yeah. instead of going somewhere here and there because um, i'm i'm not uh, um, how do i say i mean i'm aware of investments and all but i'm i'm not very good at it it's not one of my strong points so that's why yeah. i've given this job to my husband because he really loves to get into uh, all these things and um, looking at him i i really felt that probably you know people are getting more interested in digital especially crypto so yeah. uh, do do you see like you know um, when you started with the uh, crypto investments what uh, what kind of a trend do you see that has happened over the period of time especially in india so i think there has been like a tremendous uh, growth especially in for uh, you know vis-a-vis crypto because mm-hmm. a lot of more people are becoming aware right with with all right. these exchanges kind of doing these mainstream sponsorships etc and being seen on news channels as well as like on ipl ex- and uh, as well and these uh, advert advertisements that they are doing uh, i i think at this moment we are at an inflection point where a lot more people are getting interested becoming aware and mm-hmm. uh, they are trying to get into the space at least uh, you know i i feel like it's any kind of publicity is good publicity at this right. point uh for crypto and blockchain because you know we are looking at mass adoption we are looking at uh, this this technology in itself is it's in infancy and it's just growing and for a lot more people to be looking at it or even exploring it uh mm-hmm. is like a win for us so yeah there has been a surge and there has been a surge it, like indians are like it's, it's the third largest mar- market um mm-hmm. for crypto in the world uh so obviously a lot of a lot of people are uh, exploring crypto as an option and uh, these are there are some people uh, that have been completely you know by default they've been excluded from the traditional financial system because they have all of these prerequisites and rules uh, mm. with crypto and blockchain uh, i feel like crypto uh, actually i feel like crypto and blockchain they are like the greatest equalizer second uh, right second after internet that you know you as long as you have an internet and a smartphone you can actually be a part of this new economy and this new financial system that is being created which doesn't exclude anybody and does not mm-hmm. uh, discriminate uh, on the mm-hmm. basis of like what how much money you have in your bank etc or the geography and mm-hmm. you know it lets you basically be completely responsible uh, and uh, take take calls about your money uh, and and decide for yourself what you want to do with it no i completely agree with you because uh, like like i said no within the family itself i have experienced uh, the kind mm-hmm. of um, 
uh, interest that suddenly uh, started with the, uh, such kind of investments. Uh, like, you know, again, another example would be my co-brother and my uh, sister-in-law. Uh, they were never into any kind of investments because uh, they always felt that, you know, why to put the money and uh, stack it there rather than use it for something else. But now they are like, you know, like um, my husband introduced them to such kind of a thing. And now it is like they're continuously on the phone trying right. to invest. And it's and what I understand for them, it's it's like an adventure for them that is happening. So I, right. I think many, many people out of interest are coming up and, you know, investing uh, digitally, with, which is which is very amazing to see, especially for me, person. Like I know people who have absolutely, they were absolutely zero keenness, zero percent. And, right. and we used to keep saying that, you know, you need to invest in something, at least invest in gold or silver. It will help you out in the future and all that. And they were like, okay, they cling, life milia, let's enjoy. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get into all these things. Yeah. But, but I think crypto is changing that because there's a kind of a, I don't know, adventure into it or what, but they're very excited. That's what I felt with the people that I am around. So what, what kind of a future market that you see in India, you know, with, with the surge that you probably would have felt, uh, like you said, you have already feeling it um, mm. in COVID-2 wave. So what kind of a future market do you see in India when it comes to crypto? I feel like it's just going to grow from here. Like I, I, that is why there is a strong need for, uh, you know, the right kind of policy to come in to safeguard the end user. Mm-hmm. Uh, because by uh, kind of move, moving towards anything like... Um, moving towards a ban or whatever, first of all, you can't really ban crypto because it's decentralized. So, you right. know, there is no uh, way that you can really ban it. The only thing that you will do is basically drive it underground. And mm-hmm. if you're driving it underground, then, you know, you are losing A, a great source of revenue, uh, which you could have received by, you know, perhaps taxing it. And B, you are also not being able to safeguard the end user, which is essentially what you uh, wanted to do or set out to do. So mm-hmm. then, you know, you fail on every count. But yeah, from the user's outlook, outlook, I think that, you know, this adoption of crypto in India is just going to grow because uh, a lot more people are more curious and uh, the, you know, Indian uh, Gen Z is is more um, aware that they need right. to be uh, financially, you know, uh, literate and be financially secure. Uh, they have they have seen uh, their parents, uh, you know, put in like a mm. crazy number of hours uh, and living paycheck to paycheck and they would like to explore perhaps like a different sort of a horizon for themselves. So I, I feel like that the growth is going to be tremendous for in terms of the users. Uh, the mm. policy needs to be supportive uh, and uh, taxation is fine uh, as long as the end user is being protected. Very true. So uh, if what kind of an advice would you like to give to people who are, who've just started uh, investing mm. in crypto that would help them to understand it much better? Right. So, uh, you know, my first advice would be to just start following um, the right people. Following the right people would mean follow the founders or entrepreneurs who are already working on uh, solutions that, that you know, you know of. Like, say, uh, somebody like Anishal, uh, who's, who's like the founder of Azirex, you already know that, you know, he's building mm-hmm. in crypto and you know that the kind of source of whatever he's saying uh, would be relevant, uh, right? Would be mm-hmm. uh, would not be like just, just uh, randomly spoken words. So just follow the right people, get your information right, uh, you know, from social media, use uh, a good few good resources to start with would be perhaps Internet of Money by uh, Volume 1, Andreas Antonopoulos uh, has written that book. And in case you're not into books, then go on YouTube, just write Andreas Antonopoulos and you would be able to um, come across his videos that, that have actually been compiled into the book. Uh, and you can just watch those videos. That would be like a good starting point uh, for you to just deep dive kind of into blockchain and crypto. 
uh, go back to the Bitcoin white paper, it's not very long, just go ahead and give that a read. So that will give you a basic understanding of why crypto, what is crypto, why blockchain, why decentralization. Uh, once you're down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole, I feel like if you have an open mind, there will be a hyper learning uh, growth sort of a phase for you. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, you, you, the best way is to uh, learn is by doing. So you know, okay. then you can perhaps start off your journey with as little as like, you know, uh, hundred rupees or a thousand rupees mm-hmm. and uh, just like, you know, buying your first cryptocurrency or a crypto token, uh, which, you know, you believe in that uh, you, you think that, okay, this is a crypto token that has stood the test of time or mm-hmm. like a cryptocurrency that has stood the test of time and you believe in it, then you are, you just buy that, you get your hands dirty and then, then you can perhaps explore how to leverage those tokens in the best possible manner in the sense that, you know, whether you would like to uh, perhaps uh, stake those tokens to earn like a even more better yield on it or would you like to just sort of like now that you've bought the token you just want to leave it at that and you know you're mm-hmm. just going to hold them so that is like a call you can take but you know my two cents would be do your own research uh, you know stick to some foundational basics like you know you don't have to follow everybody's advice you just need to just follow like three or four people you know, and get your information from them. You don't have to follow their advice. You have to take it, call on uh, it yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Take it like any other asset class that, you know, if you're going to be buying shares in a company, right? If you're buying equity in a company, then you do your due diligence, right? So do the right. same with any crypto token as well. Do your due diligence. Check out who the team is. Check out what they are building. Check out what they have done so far. Check out their track record and then put your uh, money there. And if you are putting your money there, then have like a strategy in mind. Are you putting it just to hold it or are you putting it to do sort of some kind of trading? Obviously, trading is not something that I will advise to people who are just starting off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you are, are you just planning to hold it? Are you planning to trade it? Are you planning to sort of leverage it in a way, those tokens that, you know, you can uh, buy that will create like some passive income sources for you? What is it essentially that you're trying to do with those tokens? Have those, uh, like have some vague ideas about these questions and then, you know, you can, sort of just deep dive right in i would recommend that you know you start uh, getting your hands dirty and getting your hands into mm. it is the best way to sort of move forward because then you know you're literally putting your money where your mouth is and you will actually try to learn more and do more and be better uh, in terms of you know just starting off your journey here definitely definitely i will i will support that the last one that you said get your hands dirty because i don't think otherwise that's the best way to learn for yeah. me um, yeah, so that's mm. great I, Sure, sure. Please go ahead. No, no. I just said, yeah, that's the same. It's like exactly uh, the same thing for me. You know, the only way to learn is by doing. Yeah, I've, I've lived by that. Or like yeah. if, if my, my entire professional life, that is how I have I've done. It's, it's like always on-job learning kind of a thing, if, even if there yeah. is something. Because that's the best way I feel that uh, you can actually learn and get things registered in your head. Uh, yeah. rather than just uh, reading and giving it out. So that's lovely. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, people who are listening would be taking away important <laughs> advice here if they want to get into uh, crypto investments. So um, let's go on a little lighter now. Back to you, Tarusha. Yeah. Now yeah. we are done with the investments and the ventures that you are in. And that was uh, quite insightful as well, especially for a person like me who is not um, very much aware of crypto. But now it has definitely given me a push to get my hands dirty for sure. So I will be mm. doing that soon. So yeah. uh, other than I'm pretty sure uh, you would be into investment because that's your uh, core uh, place to work. But is there anything else that you enjoy uh, doing other than your work? Sure. So uh, yeah, apart from my work, it's become a large part of my identity. <laughs> but uh, 
I do enjoy doing yoga. I read a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I I write a lot. So uh, those yeah. are some things that uh, that you know do uh, like make me happy. And I I do enjoy like good food and uh, you know just just mm-hmm. uh, sort of chilling, uh, like with some good like a good meal and you know a good book, and I'm happy. So I, mm-hmm. I think uh, it's it's good to explore these newer sides with you, and you know right. uh, I kind of try to always do that by. Um, trying to learn new things like you know you don't always have to learn things to there is like a crazy rat race right now mm-hmm. right there is productivity mania that you know you need mm-hmm. to do something and you need to monetize it that's right. not it like you know you at times you just do things because it it's like a good creative outlet you are mm-hmm. at times you're doing things because it it's soothing your soul in some way and it doesn't have to be monetized mm-hmm. it doesn't all of your passions don't need to be like you know you don't need to be an mf assistant to paint right you can just <laughs> right. be like you know yourself like and you know you do go crazy like like you used to when you were a kid uh, coloring mm-hmm. something or painting something and just like a creative outlet something that is fun to do something that is actually you know uh, pleasing to the eye uh, for you so it's good to explore those sides of your personality like i i feel like again with the pandemic uh, people were able to do that at least in the first time around the second time was too deadly uh, yeah. but yeah the first time around people were trying to like cook etc and then it's it's just a good way to explore what else can you do with your time and i think that is so important because ultimately what is life but uh, a way of just finding who you are and you know getting more comfortable Correct. in your skin the entire journey is just about that your journey cannot just be defined by your work i i do understand that the work is ultimately a large part of our identity and it becomes like a large part of our identity for a lot of us mm-hmm. and that is fine but uh, there there you know your personality doesn't have to be just you know you know one sided right it, it doesn't have to be just one dimensional so you can you can you'll have to explore and figure out what 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 is like uh, really uh, you know something that you're keen on what what really interests you and then mm. yeah learn about it deep dive into it learn new things all of those things and you know newer experiences ultimately that is what will count uh, as a sum total of your life so yeah true because i truly believe that you know other than that it also helps you to shape up a little bit of your personality and also it gives you Absolutely. a way to um, channel out your negativity in, in a good way like in the sense that you know if you are feeling stressed or you are not happy with something or you feeling down or low mm. doing things which are not related to your work helps you to get back into that happy zone because you yep. feel happy that you know you've achieved, you've done something like you know suppose yeah. you just read a dish suppose you're not a good cook but you like okay let's try this out and it turns out good you feel accomplished in one way yeah. that yes yeah. i can i've achieved this so it Absolutely. does really help that yeah so, yeah it's just, it's about satisfaction right like uh, you know it's as i said not everything has to be about okay, okay how is it going to really um, make me money it's 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 all about ultimately mm. it's a lot about the satisfaction and the soothing your soul from the daily humdrum of life definitely definitely so um tarusha is there uh, like you know you've already given us your two cents on how to uh, how to get into cryptocurrency uh, crypto investment in case you are the uh. first time of now what about let's let's talk about first timers in terms of aspiring entrepreneurs who are who are out there um uh, who have ideas and they are trying to uh, get into the zone of uh, you know getting their ideas turned into a proper execution and uh, probably and hopefully into a good company which is adding value to the society as well as to the industry that they want to get into so what kind of an advice would you like to give them yeah i would like to say that you know if you feel strongly about a particular idea or if you feel strongly about a certain thing that you want to create a certain solution you want to work on then just go for it uh, i feel like a lot of people 
uh, hold themselves back because they are afraid of failing. Uh, but I, I do, I very strongly believe that uh, if you know you only fail uh, if you are if you stop growing, uh, you are failing by default mm-hmm. by not doing anything, and you only fail when you know you just sort of uh, fall, you know, and then you don't really pick yourself up and learn and move on. Uh, that's the only time you're failing. You can't really fail. You're just figuring out ways, uh, you know, ways in which this particular thing doesn't work or what doesn't work. You can always iterate. So, and, and you know, you don't have to really care about what will people say. There is a, this is another big notion in the Indian society, especially uh, that, you know, what will people say that if I oh, say yeah. that they're not that being answerable. You're not answerable to anybody. Like, they're not paying your bills. You're not answerable to anybody. You know, even... Uh, your closest uh, relatives, your parents, etc. If you think that, okay, they are going to be, you know, they're going to create some uh, difficulties for you, it's always good to have some, you know, um, honest conversations with people and, and then drawing a boundary because ultimately it is your life. Ultimately, right. you know, you you have to just make it worthwhile. We come alone, uh, we leave this planet alone <laughs> and uh, you have to make your journey worthwhile. Like all of these relationships, they should enrich uh, you know your life and your passions should enrich enrich your life so you should do what you need to do it and not have any regrets uh at the end of it that okay you know i i did not really explore that explore it like obviously mm. just you know do do your uh just figure out what is like you know your risk appetite whether you want to really deep dive into uh entrepreneurship whether you you know if you if you think that you know you're built to handle that kind of stuff so i'm not gonna lie entrepreneurship is not uh it's it's not like it's not easy, but it's True. an off-beaten path. And um, but it is it's worth it. But ultimately it will be worth it if because at least mm-hmm. you'll have the satisfaction. But again, I, I don't think entrepreneurship is for everybody, and that is okay, right? Like you know, yeah, yeah. The, the definition of success and of uh, just everything. I think the definition of everything, every abstract feeling is very different for every individual. So we shouldn't go with like you know, we shouldn't go by the rules laid by anybody that okay, this is supposed to be. The definition of success this is the definition mm. of which this is the definition of xyz define your own expectations right define mm. what you want out of life and then go for it it doesn't have to be that okay i want to be like the next location money it, it is mm. fine uh, like you know if your ambitions are different ambition is, is like a very very subjective thing so mm-hmm. define it for yourself and decide whether entrepreneurship is the way to go and if you think that yeah you can like perhaps you want to deep dive right into it and just do that, then do that. And if you think that, okay, no, I want to start off with like a side project and then perhaps meander off into it, like a full-time mm. thing, do that. But, you know, you have to make that choice for yourself. Just ultimately, you know, my, my two cents would be just don't have regrets. Like, you know, explore what you think you ought to explore. You owe it to yourself uh, if, mm. you, if you feel like, you know, you need to explore something. So just do that and uh, don't have regrets. But also, don't let anybody else define what uh, success, marriage, love, ambition uh, is for you. Mm-hmm. Do that for yourself. You know, uh, take 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 on. Be that self-aware uh, that you know you can actually define these things and how you want them or how they fit into your life. Because uh, everybody's, as I said, everybody's definition is different, and like it should be. We are unique individuals. Uh, we should have individual uh, definitions for uh, such. Uh, large and you know huge terms that kind of define end up defining our life yeah completely agree with you because see the people who are extremely true to you no matter what mm-hmm. you do who you are are the people who will stick to you no matter what and the other yeah. people will just come and go <laughs> so yeah yeah they are, they are just course. probably passerbys in your uh, journey so we should not yeah. bother about those people at all 
Absolutely. And people who really love you would really, at the end of the day, they might uh, not be uh, probably on the same page what you're doing, but at the end of the day, they would be like, okay, you're happy, just do it, kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. They, they'll they'll have your back, right? Even right. if they are not hundred percent convinced, they'll have your back. So right. just explore ideas. Don't have regrets. Have you know have a support system around you of mm. the people you know who will support you. Exactly. And, and just go for it. Like go like deep dive into what you do believe in. It's it's and and obviously whether I I would highly recommend that you know you again learn from people who have been there, done that, mm-hmm. uh, and you know explore like have a conversation with them. If not, then follow them on all of these. Now social media has made it so much yeah. easier. That, you know you can actually delve into people's mind without really. Uh, right. being friends with them so yeah just like you know just just follow those guys and get that information because gleaning of that information is also very very valuable because you will not at least make perhaps the same mistakes that they did right. you, you know you can learn from their mistakes yeah you'll so, make something uh, new or, yeah yeah exactly make something new make your <laughs> mistakes and and then you know uh, sort of explore your own thing but it's important to have the right support in terms of like you know just the personal support that you have and in terms mm-hmm. of like the advisors or people who you are uh, getting on as a sounding board for yourself your friends uh, might not be the right most you know the the right kind of sounding board for your business mm-hmm. so then that kind of again that kind of awareness needs to be there that okay you need to get like a mentor or an advisor or, an, or a fellow entrepreneur who has who's like perhaps at a greater or a one stage ahead as against mm-hmm. you are and then you know learn from them uh, do not take advice uh, from like the wrong set of people like you don't take uh, i don't know professional advice from your school friend unless mm-hmm. you know that school friend is also like an entrepreneur Right. Uh, because it it doesn't make sense, right? Because that might not be relevant. And at times, then you know, people uh, when you your close uh, relatives with somebody or friends with somebody, then mm. uh, you know that there is a certain bias also that comes in. That is true. That is true. And at the end of the day, it is your baby, so you know how to nurture yeah. it and how to make it grow. It's okay to get advices, but at the end of the day, it is your decision what you want to do. Absolutely. And how, how it's Absolutely. going to work for sure. That's great. So, Tarusha, thank you so much for uh, such great insights. And it was an absolute pleasure and lovely talking to you. Thank you so much, Veronica. This is a really nice conversation. I think I rambled off for a little bit, but uh, I'm glad. <laughs> no, that, it you was, know. no, it was quite, actually, I enjoyed it. So, uh, time doesn't matter till the point you're enjoying it. I'm pretty sure our listeners would also do the same because it was quite insightful and, you know, a uh, lot to hear. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was an absolute uh, pleasure. So that's all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the interview and had some valuable lessons to take in with you and the stories inspired you and you found it interesting. I would be coming with more new stories in the coming week. Every week, every Monday, you will get to hear from me from a new entrepreneur, their stories about their brands, about their insights on employment and few tips and tricks to get into entrepreneurship. Stay tuned. Stay safe and enjoy your life.